this is not optimal. This is not healthy. And people are really trying hard to make it healthy. But I got to tell you, at the end of the day, yes, we want to stay active. Yes, we want to stay engaged. But this isn't the way we're going to be helping people long term. And we're watching people suffer for it. I'm Brian Kramer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. Welcome to another episode of Humanly Possible, a podcast focused on small shifts that can make epic differences in our lives and at work. I am super excited to welcome uh, today's guest, who's someone I not only admire, but also I think went to school with in elementary school, middle school, and high school. Uh, Pretty rare to be able to say that and am still friends with him today happy and excited to also have you guys hear from him because of what he's doing and how he's transforming lives. Um, so we're talking with Scott Howell, and he's the founder of Red Dot Fitness. He's dedicated. He's a dedicated certified health and fitness professional with over two decades of real practical hands-on experience. But before that, um, and there's probably lots that we can even discover, but before that, he traveled uh, the country maintaining over 400 clubs for a national oper- operator and had 10 years of commercial and corporate fitness. There's a lot of shifts that happened in there that I'm looking forward to discovering as well. But anyway, welcome, Scott. Hey, I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me, Brian. And you are the one and only person I think I can say that I went to elementary, junior high, and high school with. It's pretty interesting that we're so much like all these years and actually logistically live so close to one another still. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, there's there's not many people from San Jose actually that are that we I know, and and that not not only that, but I know you from all those schools. So it's kind of cool. So we'll try to keep all the, uh, the hidden secrets from this podcast and, and focus on the, the, the actual topic. But um, I'm curious, just in your lifetime, I'm just going to jump right in and just talk about shifts. As you know, that's what the focus is here. And that's what you do. Uh, that's why I wanted to have you on this because that's like your whole being is about helping people to shift. And, you know, everyone that I'm sure walks in and they're like, you know, I want to look like that. It's like, yeah, well, (laughs) that's not going to happen overnight. We got to do this, then this, then this, then this. What's your mindset? What's your approach to, to shifting to helping human beings? It's a great question. And I think that's the, that's the big challenge of most, you know, health and fitness professionals is where do we start? Uh, and, and, you know, I think the, you, you have to go into it to be successful with the mindset of, I've got to figure out where this place, this person is now um, and ultimately where they want to be and what's the gap there. What do we, what do we need to make up? And, you know, you mentioned sort of a scenario where somebody would come and say, Hey, I want to look like this, or, you know, I want to compete at that. Um, and that is often so far from where they should be focused at the time when they walk in. Um, but you somehow have to, you know, nurture the conversation uh, and, let them know that that's great to have that goal. And, and we're going to help you try to get as close to that as we possibly can for you. But there are so many layers of the onion that need to be peeled back in order to help you get there in you know, a, a safe, effective, fun, and more importantly, a healthy way. Uh, so, 
you know, really, really comes down to for somebody to trust you to take them through that kind of a journey is creating a relationship with them. And uh, I think that's the part that's often missed today in, in health and wellness across the board, whether it be medicine or, uh, you know, traditional or, you know, Western, uh, here in the fitness world, what have you. So it's really about, let's get this thing off to the right start and create a really strong relationship connection. So I love that because connection is my thing. That's my jam. And, um, and I know that you also, before this, just to paint a little bit more of a, a picture for everybody to know, like where you came from, you, you were before this working for an entity that had lots of gyms all over the country. And you were in charge of, I believe, setting them up and getting them going. Does that sound right? Or, yeah. uh, Brian, I had such an awesome experience. I mean, I, I, I consider myself extraordinarily fortunate to have all the experiences that I did have. Everything from, you know, taking over clubs that may have been purchased from a, uh, from a different business to starting clubs from the ground up um, to, you know, implementing and starting brand new programs um, within those, within the, 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 the company. Uh, I was afforded some really great, some, some great avenues to do a lot of different things. So um, my, my major focus getting in was the fitness end of it. And, uh, you know, I was a, I was an athlete growing up and one of those natural transitions for anybody that's in, um, that wants to get into the fitness industry is, you know, you're probably involved somewhere, not all the time. There's a few different pathways, but you're probably involved as an athlete somewhere and it, it interested you. And so being healthy, fit, active was part of it. And, um, it started out in personal training. And so I was able to kind of get into the personal training world and, and learn from the ground up there. Pretty soon I was, was managing a lot of personal trainers in one gym. And then it was multiple gyms with multiple personal trainers. And then it was, uh, you know, more of an operational perspective. So the personal training was kind of falling under uh, the blanket of doing the other things I needed to do, which was maintaining uh, the, the janitorial within clubs and the daycare and, you know, the, the supplement or retail stores. And, uh, you know, along the way there, there needed to be training on new products and new programs. And somebody had to deliver that. And I was the leader in the leadership role. So I kind of just wound in, into that role and it, it evolved over time to, and you mentioned it, uh, there were a few of us ultimately after kind of breaking kind of the fitness aspect being sort of a, a subcategory, I had an opportunity to get back in uh, to fitness, basically uh, full steam ahead. And there were about four of us running the, run the personal training business for the company. And um, that involved everything from business management to development, to training programs, to, to so forth. And, and we, we, uh, it was a good run. We had a good time. Yeah, it's fun. And I only know this, but something, something kind of broke for you and you said, okay, I've had it. Uh, I got to make a shift. Uh, yeah, you were traveling. I remember this because I started traveling like you did, but after you did. And you looked at me and you go, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You sure you want to do this? And, and so what was that all about? Yeah, well, first off, that question is only one you can answer after you've done it long enough. Uh, and you know when it's long enough. And so, yeah, there was a shift. And, uh, you know, I think at the age I was, which was sub 30 years old, when things kind of started happening, um, I found it, there was a little bit, uh, it was a little bit of glamour to it, right? You're traveling around and, and uh, there's, there's a lot of trains, planes, automobiles and hotel rooms. And uh, at the time, I, you know, I'd started a family fairly young as well. So there was a, 
that was definitely, that was challenging me. Um, and it was certainly challenging my young daughter at the time for, to not have her dad around. We're doing our best to kind of balance it. And I, and, but it was, it was more and more becoming out of balance. And over my years with the company, there have been several leadership changes. Um, and, and I expected that. I mean, in, in any organization, you're going to have those. And, and I learned a lot from each one of those, how to deal with, with the change, um, how to you know, move on from the change and sort of adapt to it. Um, and with each one of those, it made me a little stronger and also gave me a, a lot greater level of awareness of what to look out for, what to expect, not to set those expectations too high of your new leader or, or get too excited about any one change that might be happening and look at the greater picture. But there was sort of a final leadership change that I just could not get on board with. I knew, I knew it was me. Um, I, the, the new leadership had been charged with a, with a very difficult task um, at a very difficult financial time of the company. But that wasn't it. I, I, it didn't feel right. And it was the people. Uh, it was the people that didn't feel right to me. And it wasn't because they were new. Um, it was because of their intention. And I just at that point had recognized, no, that's, this is not the right place for me. Uh, I, I, I knew I couldn't do this longer term and I needed to move out, but there was, there was one other shift that sort of happened for me at that point. And in wrestling with this, all this time I'd put in and, uh, on this career path and, you know, was making a healthy income and had a, you know, really great lifestyle and all of those things. Uh, I had been traveling and doing a lot and I went home. It's kind of one of those mid year back to school nights for my daughter who had been in the third grade at the time. And, uh, Walked into the classroom. Uh, it was one of those rare weeks when I was home midweek, um, and uh, walked into the classroom like I had, uh, you know, a couple of years before that with all the others, and recognized that I'd missed an entire year of my daughter's life. It had just vanished. It had gone, you know, flown right by. I mean, there was, you know, art projects and, you know, and, and writing projects and things that she'd done, and um, and it. And it, and it dawned on me that what I was doing and who I was doing it for um, were for all the wrong reasons and I needed to make a change. And it was at that point, right then, I mean, it, it, it was like that. It was, a, it was an aha moment for sure. I was going to make that shift and, uh, you know, kind of where I am now and whatever, everything that's happened since has been as a result. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember that. Um, I also remember you not only taking a, a shift, but also moving what's, what some would consider backwards, you consider to start to creating something that could become bigger and still keep you where you wanted to be and have a much better lifestyle. And uh, I remember walking into that, that new small space that you were kind of like subleasing almost or sub subleasing. And it was uh, under, you know, another person, he brought in some mats and some stuff and said, who, who can I help? And how, how can we do this? And you put all your skills to, to work to building the, the business that I want to also share with people here in a second. But what was that like starting, starting back in that spot again, where you were actually you were training again, and you were doing the things that you hadn't been doing for so long? Well, humbling is uh, probably the one word I would, I would use, but uh, I was doing it willingly and, and I was happy to be doing it. And so if I just take kind of a backward step from there, when that aha moment happened in my daughter's 30 day classroom, 
And I sat back and I went, well, this has got to change. One of the things that I did immediately was, well, how am I going to make this happen? And um, I went down to the local Barnes and Noble and picked up a Moleskine notebook. And I just started journaling um, of of what I wanted it to be. And um, I had a lot of time to do that. Uh, Again, a lot of travel time, um, a lot of alone time, you know, on the road. And so I just started kind of writing out all the things that I wanted to mean, it started with ideas and then developed into strategies and tactics and some detail. Um, and then it, it really fully developed sort of right there in those one Moleskine hand, uh, notebook turned into another one and another one. And there was a business plan that was written. So when I, when I walked into that very dismal, dark, dirty space, um, sort of, it was interesting. Some might consider kind of walking into the darkness. Um, I, it was like walking into the light for me. Uh, it was a, it was a, an empty canvas for me to start to create, but I had already started creating it. I knew where I wanted to go and I knew this was just a step. Um, yeah, it was a little, it was a little scary, but it was also a little bit of a challenge for me, which I, I, I like doing, which is, well, if I have to be, if I have to be honest, you know, it's kind of like, well, let's put it all on the table here and let's see if you can still really do this, Scott. And it was, so it was taking the risk and feeling excited about doing it. Um, but it, it taught me real fast um, about all the things I had learned and how to put them to work to make them work for me versus work for somebody else's agenda. Um, and I found that very liberating. Um, and it didn't take me long to, to start carving things out. Certainly the business plan changed time to time, week to week, you know, uh, but uh, the, the, the basics of walking into that space allowed me to really start to appreciate those basics and staying, being small and knowing what was necessary to move forward. And, and so congrats, because to where you are today compared to then, to even where you were before, I, I remember walking into your gym with my parents at your open house and uh, uh, the new gym. This is something that obviously is is not entirely open right now because of what's going on. But I walked in my parents and I go, wow, the dude killed it. This is incredible. Uh, and you progressed, you went from one place, then leased up to another bigger spot, then to another bigger spot, because your whole goal was to serve a community of people, I believe. And and I'm curious, like, what your, how you shifted through all those different growth spots into, into now where you are. That is exactly what the whole premise was from the get-go, which was to build a community. That was always the vision. And uh, it's the, the journey started with where, where you mentioned kind of subleasing space for somebody that had actually worked for me, had been an employee of mine previously. So now I'm paying this person to use their space to within a year having another smaller space, which then evolved into a much larger space. And so I'd gotten kind of used to and comfortable with the, the process of evolution. Um, and knowing that, you know, doing it all right now is not the right thing to do at, at the time you're going through huge market shifts. We're going all the way back to 2010. So this is coming in at like the worst financial period. And, you know, of our, of our time, certainly the point being is I wanted to do a lot of things, but I wasn't sure they were feasible. And I certainly couldn't afford to do it. So as the, the business evolved and, we ultimately moved into the, to the new space. It was purely on the premise of if we want to help more people, if we want um, to, be, to have more joy in the people that we are helping, we're going to need a bigger space. We're going to need more people, like-minded people um, uh, around us to help us do that. And um, we want to give them the space that they deserve. 
you know, what's the type of space that we want to walk into and, and, and be in every day, all day? Because, uh, you know, anybody that's in this business will tell you it's a labor of love. Uh, there is, you know, you, you, you live it, breathe it, eat it all day long. So well, let's put, just put something together that people can really be proud of and, and feel like it's a, you know, kind of a sanctuary. And so that's how, and that, and that's what we did. And, you know, we learned a lot in that process. Um, yep. Uh, we can't wait to have our doors back open and, and doing it again real soon here. Well, and, and to that point, uh, you, you get this big space, you're, 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 you're turning the quarter. Everybody's really, you know, feeling, feeling that community aspect. And then you had another shift happen. Tell us about that. It's, it's, it's been a very tough period. Uh, you know, I, the, again, creating the environment that brings people together and then having that environment sort of closed. Um, we look at it as a, as an ecosystem here and that's how we explain it to our, our clients and our members. It's also how we explain it to our, our members or our, excuse me, our staff. And so there's a give and take and an ebb and flow and there's, you know, there's ups and downs to, to all of it. Um, um, not having the people within the ecosystem is been a very, very, very tough emotional challenge, I think, for everybody involved. And we really recognized that, you know, after about four or six weeks, you know, we started to, to, to really feel that disconnect. Um, and, uh, I mean, the, it's been one of the harder emotional things I think I've had to go through is not seeing our people. And, and that's everybody, everybody in the ecosystem. Alongside that, there's mental health that, and that fuels our bodies and our, you know, the amount of food that we eat and the, our intake and the exercise that we have in front of us now with gyms being closed and not having access to that. How, how are, how are people, how can people be self-sufficient in those ways? I think we're still learning that. Uh, you know, I think with, with, with any shift, there's sort of a process people go through um, and trying to understand how they're going to make that shift work for them. Some people just kind of stand still and are in shock and awe and they don't know what to do. And other people are maybe over um, compensating and doing things that uh, are less healthy than what they were doing before as a means to stay occupied or uh, be distracted. I think, again, we're learning that as we go. One of the things that we're learning is, is, is the, the communication that you do have with somebody now is different. It, it's much more meaningful when you do have it. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, when, when people are coming in maybe two, three days or more a week, whatever it happens to be, you get that, you know, that 60 minute kind of interaction. Um, and, you know, a lot of it revolves around whatever the, the session is going to be about for that day. But there, we always leave room for that. Again, that connection piece and that happens throughout. Now it's way less about the fitness and the session. Um, that's just kind of secondary to humans connecting, uh, you know, digitally, which is so, so interesting um, to move from like the, the three-dimensional to the two-dimensional and dealing with the, the there's so many interruptions and, and distractions, you know, audio challenges or background stuff or all of those kind of things that, that interfere. And I think we're learning right now that um, this is not optimal. Um, this, is, this is not healthy. And people are really trying hard to make it healthy. But I got I to gotta tell you, my, at the end of the day, yes, we want to stay active. Yes, we want to stay engaged. But this isn't the way we're going to be helping people long term. And we're watching people suffer for it.
would, you know, and I, as a, as a fitness person, as a health and fitness person, you know, you would expect, um, I think other health and fitness people to be up about it and try to be enthusiastic and optimistic. Um, I'm, I'm not lost. I'm not, I'm not going to get lost on that because my experience here has been that it isn't there. I don't have a lot of optimism for what we're doing digitally. People need to be back together again. And we need to be, it is as much a part of, a, a part of the process as, as the equipment that we have here to use. Well, so just let's finish out here in, in what you have done. I mean, obviously there's only so far you can do, but what, what is it that you are offering that maybe helps others that want to uh, do what they can from where they are? Yeah. So for the, you know, the current membership that we have, we immediately moved to an online uh, platform where we were able to provide online sessions, coaching sessions, one-on-one sessions, semi-private sessions, uh, some, uh, you know, exercise uh, videos and examples for, for people that may not be able to, you know, that were challenged to get any kind of instruction or direction on their workout programming. Um, that wasn't, while that was a lot of work, it's not a huge difficult shift. It just, it just meant a lot of work going into it. So, but we were able to do that really quickly. Um, and then, uh, continue to provide some sort of access to, you know, coaching and lifestyle coaching. And while the coach, who's generally coming in very experienced at all the different things somebody might be going through in a shift or a change in their life where they're trying to make changes. The situation we're currently in certainly presented a lot of challenges. Nobody could have prepared for that. And so there's been a learning process there. So we've, we've created uh, platforms where, where uh, our coaches can get together with their clients and spend more time chatting out and talking through those, the, the, the scenarios that are now different as compared to what they, they would have been before. Um, so we have those, those, those services available to people. We've attempted to, and we've now currently working with our, our local city government. We've been approved to use some outside space. We're, we're excited about doing that. Um, and uh, I think we'll be able to provide something that will be much, much different and, and, uh, and way cool, you know, to, for, for, those, for those people in the community. Uh, you know, of course, we're challenged with right now things like air quality and heat and with all the, the disasters that are happening here in California um, in terms of even getting that open and running. So we just try to stay as connected as we can and really try to provide more space for people to, to, to have those conversations, meaningful conversations um, that might be just connecting, just, you know, just having a conversation that might not have anything to do with their goals. It might just be, you know, two friends having a conversation um, that hopefully leads to a, a healthier mindset and uh, maybe be the catalyst to get them moving back onto their program again. Well, I know you originally, when this whole uh, pandemic happened, you jumped right on it and you went right into it. And that's, that's who I know you to be. You, 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 you're like, okay, let's take it. Let's, let's, let's deal with it. Here's what we have to, do, to deal with. And that's what I've always admired about you and getting on to, you know, Zoom and doing like daily classes for free for everybody who's just like mentally, like, I don't know what to do. I can't, can't go through this. And so you just pulled it together and really did a great job of doing that and, and just building this. I know eventually when this comes comes around, you guys are going to be better for it at some point. And, uh, and so congrats to everything. Thank you for sharing all of this with everybody. Where can everybody find you guys? Sure. Uh, the best place to find us is, uh, you can find us on Instagram at, uh, red underscore dot underscore fitness. Uh, you know, our industry kind of lives there on Instagram. You can find us there or hit us up on our website and, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to chat with you and see how we may be able to help you 
no strings attached. That's at www.red.fitness.net. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. I really appreciate you joining today. Hey, thanks. Honor to be here. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes. And if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.